podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And it is time to talk more Texas Tech baseball. And with that, we got our baseball expert that is David Hughes. What is up, Davey? Hey, nothing much. How are you doing today? Uh, I'd be doing a lot better if Texas Tech didn't just have their worst week of the entire season. Um, this is basically, let's let's talk about the uh, Texas Tech and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week <laughs> that was for Texas Tech baseball. And it, it started off in Amarillo. Now, we talked about it earlier that that game really didn't matter too much. I mean, it's it's against yeah. it's against Oklahoma, but it's a non-conference game. I mean, I guess technically it matters when it comes to improving your RPI and stuff with the postseason. But it was a neutral side game. One one I didn't wasn't sure if there'd be too much. Um, how much gamesmanship would be would be in the game itself, you know, and and it was uh and we and we saw it in this game. I mean, uh, for for both Texas Tech and Oklahoma, it was like a spring training game. <laughs> like so many pitches were used, so many uh, uh, hitters were used. Like this was like this game really shouldn't count towards this record, even. But Tech still lost fourteen to nine. What do you think of it? Yeah, so I think <laughs> this game and you you explain it perfectly is equivalent to like a spring training type game. I mean, there's a new pitcher every inning for really both teams. Um, this game in particular, you know, it was played up in Amarillo. The wind was howling that day. Um, everything hit in the air was, it was gone. It was a home run for both teams. Oklahoma obviously had a little bit more of those than, than we did. Um, that was just a weird game because it was almost like it was a, I don't want to say, a, you know, it was kind of a fake game, even though it wasn't just in, in the fact that, you know, a little pop-up went out for a home run and everyone throwed, you know, 10 different pitches that game. And it's just, we, every time that tech would start to make a little bit of a comeback, um, Oklahoma would strike for four or five the very next half inning. And it was like, okay, we just can't get back in this thing. And uh, I just kind of went that way the whole night and it's just, you know, ran out of time. Yeah. I mean, this game was just weird. I mean, uh, luckily for the Amarillo fans, they got to see a, a lot of, a lot of hits. You know, it was pretty exciting. You know, uh, sod poodles got to recruit. <laughs> for, yeah, a lot of offense for sure. You know, a lot of offense there. But it's not much but again, Well, again, this was a game that it, like I didn't really care too much about, right? We we lose this game 14 to 9, but it's it was we we talked about it before. It's you're not gonna put all your hold all your uh your your cards out to show for Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not gonna do that for you. And and each pitcher, like, like you were saying, like pitchers only were out there for about an inning, a third of an inning, two thirds of an inning. Like it was very much a throwaway game um, that only helps Oklahoma's RPI and helps Oklahoma's uh, record. But it, it still wasn't anything. It wasn't a microcosm of the of the season or anything like that of the team or anything like that. But then we get to Fort Worth. We get to the series that actually does matter. Going up against another top 20 team in the nation, um, your rival. Right. So I would argue your fiercest rival when it comes to baseball and you go out to Fort Worth. It's going to be a tough series. And we talked about it. We thought but we thought we both said that we thought it was going to be a close series. Yep. You you predicted a tech loss in the series, but still thought it would be come down to the rubber. We both said it would come out to the, down to the rubber match on Saturday and you just had tech losing it barely. And I had tech winning it there. Um, that did not happen in this. 
Texas Tech lost this, got swept. They didn't just lose the series, got swept, putting up a grand total of 10 runs in the entire series. Um, the last time Tech went three games in the season, only scoring 10 runs, was the first three games of the season in Arlington. And if you remember that at, during that time, that's when we talked about it as fans of, man, what is up with this team? Right. And that was when they had to come to Jesus afterwards. And it was like, we really need to rethink about how we, what type of season we want to have. And we really need to think about everything. And then they started off playing Texas Tech baseball that we love. Well, we just had a similar week to that. Um, we haven't strung together three games this bad. We haven't strung together three games this badly all year either. Right. We haven't lost four games in a row all season. We haven't lost three games in a row all season. Um, this is just a, just it was a really, really bad series, David. I just two games where you weren't even in it, in my opinion. Um, it just this was rough. Yeah, no, the, the, this this series was there's nowhere to sugarcoat it. This was a bad, you know, series. It's not a seizing ending type of series, though. I think you can easily just tell that there are some holes on this team and there's some potentially fatal flaws that might prevent tech from getting to Omaha. Um, our bullpen is just not very good. Um, we just got, I think we only have a couple really good bats. Like, you know, I think Easton Morrell and then Jace Young, those are your two studs. Um, after that, you have some young guys and then you have some guys that are, you know, just okay. I don't know about Omaha type good. Um, well, we, we talked about a little bit pre-pod and, and I, I do, I will push back that a little. I think we have only a couple great bats. Yeah. I think the rest of the lineup is pretty solid. Um, which is similar to some of the teams we've seen go to Super Regionals and even a couple of teams that went to went to Omaha. Um, but we we did agree pre-pod talking about like this, man, the pitching is a lot of question marks. And even though that wasn't the case in the series, the series was the fact that we couldn't score runs to save our lives. It was like, you know, I have to mention this, I'm an Astros fan. And Astros can't score runs right now either. So it's like, I can't, I can't get no, none of my teams to, to score. You boy playing that game or Texas Tech, Parker Mashinsky got <laughs> That's in right. his first, first game shout, today. I, Parker Mashinsky, shout out to him. Welcome to the show. Um, so really what you're, if what you're saying, David, is if that, if you're a tech fan and you're not a Nationals fan, you, you hate, uh, Texas tech X baseball players. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's, that's just, you know, yeah, absolutely. So I, um, yeah, but this, the, the, uh, in this series, the bats weren't going, but overall, I think this is a decent lineup. It's the pitching that worries me. We talked about the bullpen being a problem. We've talked about before that we still don't have, know who our number three starter pitch, starting pitcher pitcher is. Um, and, and really, you know, for really want to have four guys you trust to start, right? And right now we only yep. have two. And so it's it's a lot of there, – there are definitely some question marks because let's face it, we now at the situation when we, we talk about Texas Tech baseball, we, we always ask ourselves, can this team get to Omaha? That's where we are right now as a program. Can this team do what it takes to get to Omaha? Can they make a Super Regionals? And two weeks ago, I think we were – most of the fan base were like, man, this is a Super Regional team that can, can can threaten to make the Final Eight. Now, after what we just saw this week, I mean, I guess the question to you is, is this a fluke week or is this a sign of things to come? That's a good question because we've sort of seen all these issues kind of in a microcosm all season long, in my opinion. Uh, there's, you know, I mean, obviously midweeks you can, for the most part, throw those out, but we have struggled in a lot of those midweeks. Um, Oklahoma, I mean, obviously we lost a couple of games. I mean, you, you can't win every game. It's just, it's not how it goes. But I think just kind of looking at like the bullpen and um, really that's the biggest question mark for me. And and it's, if you can get Brandon Gurton back, who's been hurt since, 
what beginning of March or something like that. He's your best uh, bullpen arm. Um, and if he can come back and I've, I've heard that he could be back here in the next, you know, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so, it's not a season ending injury, but if you can get him back, he, he's going to solidify the bullpen you know, a lot. Um, obviously you have Derek Bridges, who's pretty good too. Um, but we'll just kind of see how it shakes out. Um, I, I don't, it's, I don't think it's anything to freak out over, but there's definitely some issues here that need to get sorted before postseason comes. I will say, I do think we, one thing has been the, is now. I can say confidently, this is not a good road team. I think that is one thing. I, I agree with you in that I don't want to jump to conclusions about this is just not, you know, this our expectations are now different or changed to the series. But I think one thing that I now look at is, is that it is going to be so extremely important for us to do what it takes to the end of the year to get a top eight seed, to get a national seed, because this is not a great road team. Right. And, and we've seen it all. I mean, we've kind of brushed off some of the other ones. We brushed off the two losses against Grand Canyon. We brushed off the loss to Kansas. We, we kind of brushed off some of those road losses, the loss to Iowa. Right. And we said, OK, well, you know, it is what it is. Like we didn't really think too much about it. Um, but now now after the sweep to TCU, I do think that you kind of have to look at it and say, this is just not a great road. We're now nine and 12 on the road. Um, though the fact that we've only lost one home game, but yet we're nine and 12 on the road. sounds very similar to the men's basketball team, yep. but, um, but it's, it, it, it's, I think we're now in the situation where we now have to look at it and say, okay, well, who else do we have on the road this year? We have a series and we do have at Baylor. We have a series at Oklahoma state. Yep. Last Oklahoma year. That now that's a team that right now looks like a team that's going to the college world series. Like that is a good team right now. I think they're the best team in the big 12. Um, and we have to play at Stillwater. That's going to be rough. That's going to be a tough, tough series. And the fact that you have two big 12 series towards the end of the year against two decent teams, Baylor's fighting for an NCAA tournament bid. And so it's, it's, it's just, and we're just at, right now. I can't say that we're a good road team. I mean, what do you agree with what I'm saying? Or am I just, am I wild? No, you're absolutely correct. I mean, we're, we're not playing very well. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. We're, you know, one, one loss at home and we have, you said 12 on the road. I mean, that's, I mean, right there. I mean, that's just, it's, I mean, obviously there's some flukes in there with midweeks and stuff like that. But um, I mean, Tech's offense is catered to Dan Lawfield. I mean, that's just how it is. We, I feel like whenever we go on the road, our bats go a little bit quiet and Omaha, that's a big ballpark, right? So it gets kind of nerve wracking when you start racking these losses up on the road that, you know, some of these parks that are a little bit bigger than your field and maybe the wind doesn't blow out quite as much as it does up in Lubbock. But it's just honestly, at the end of the day, we have not been hitting well with runners in scoring position. That has been our, along with the bullpen, our Achilles heel uh, was weak. That's one thing I've been, you know, keeping, you know, just keeping track of over these past couple of weeks. And that's, we, we get guys on base, we get them on base. It's just we can't drive them home. We can't get that big two-out hit. We can't get uh, the sacrifice fly to the outfield for a guy in third base or one out. We just have not been doing those things. Um, obviously, that was an issue this weekend, too. And we will get into those games uh, game by game a little bit, too, because I definitely want to talk about the uh, um, the whole Saturday – not Saturday. It would be the Saturday game, but the Friday game where the whole ball well, let's, that was. Let, I was. I was waiting for us. Let's talk about it. So – Texas Tech at TCU, the, 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 the one game we had a shot to win. We had a real logistic shot to win. Uh, the Thursday night game, I, it was it was 4-4, but TCU kind of shut the door towards the end. I don't even want to talk about Saturday. That was such a blowout, 11-3. But um, the game on, Saturday, on Friday, TCU and Tech, TCU scores two runs in the second. 
They scored two more in the sixth. They're up 4-0. Our bats are extremely cold. Um, but then a rally starts to happen, right? We score two runs in the, in the eighth. We kind of attack their bullpen. They bring out um, – we, we attack their bullpen a little bit. They bring out Ridings to try they, – they're hoping that Ridings can just hold firm, and they try to hold him out. But bases, bases start to get filled up. We score a run in the ninth. And just like that, it's 4-3, to three, and Ridings – TCU pitcher, uh, their closer, Ridings, looks to have committed a ball with a guy on third, right? Um, looks to have committed a ball, or bases loaded, sorry. Looks to have committed a bulk that would have scored a run. It's called a bulk. And then refs, uh, umpires get together, they talk, they have a conversation, and they decide, you know what? Our bad. It wasn't a bulk. It wasn't no bulk. Take the run off the board and go back. Um, there's been a lot of conversations about whether or not it was a bulk. Uh, I see both sides of it. I personally thought it was a bulk when I was watching, um, as did a lot of tech fans, right? If you're a TCU fan, you think there's no way it was a bulk. Uh, so a couple of people explain, saw, kind of saw that it was, if you look at his feet, it was very close. It was very quick to see whether he got the rubber or not. Um, my whole thing is, is if you are, you made a call, unless it is obvious that you were wrong, you stick with the call. I don't think I've ever seen a bulk reversed. Uh, David, you watch more, a lot more college baseball than I do. Have you ever seen a, a, a bulk reverse? I have not. Even in professional baseball, it's just one of those things you don't see very often. And the bulk is one of the, you know, it's, it's one of the most confusing because it's such a, usually it's something you don't even notice. And the umpires are looking for every single pitch, but it's something you don't really notice. And then it happens. And that one, in my opinion, was, it was probably fairly Obvious. Now I can see the, the the bit from the TCU side of things, but I mean you're right. They call it a balk on the field, and it's like it was that was one of those where it's more I say 60 40 in favor of the balk and what it probably was, and they called that, and they somehow went to the 40 percent and changed it. It's like I don't know how or why that got changed, but it did. It's just frustrating because it's like we can had not been going good up to that point. It's like that could have been our our you know our, our breakthrough at least for one game. Um, yeah, just I just just needed that break. I, I absolutely. Um, and I will say this, and it was somebody brought this up as well uh, in my mentions, and it was a great point, is that um, despite that, despite that, you you cannot be praying for another team to make mistakes like a ball for you to win the game, right? Yep. You still had an opportunity to win the game after the ball not bought call and it just it didn't happen we still ended up losing we didn't get hits in the game when we needed to um and then we embarrassed ourselves on saturday so like i mean same it, thing it, that that specific inning it was back to the issue of the runners in scoring position thing i mean we had a guy we base loaded one out and our guy popped up to the shortstop or shallow center field it's like you got to get that runner home and not rely on you're exactly right not rely on the ball or not rely on a two l base hit from a third string catcher pinch hitting in that situation, which I thought was kind of wild in the first place, but got to get those runners in. Yeah. I mean, and, and don't be wrong. Like I, I actually think it's, it's interesting though, though, after the ball, I think it kind of gave him confidence, right? It gave yeah. writings a little bit of more confidence because um, he had just walked Ty Coleman. Like he had just done it. He's all over the field and you're right. Kurt Wilson goes out and he, he, he pops up to the shortstop. Conley comes in, grounds out to the second baseman and just like that. Out. Yeah, like yeah, like just like that. Before you know it, we had bases loaded situation, game's over, and you you just absolutely cannot uh, let these things let situations like that happen. I mean, hell, even in the eighth inning, after we scored two runs, we we were in a situation where we scored two runs, all the momentum was on our side, and just like that, strikeout, fly out, line it. 
And it was, it was boom, 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 real quick. Um, and we just, we, we got to take advantage of this when we can, especially on the road. And it's one of those things where I think we take, it's easy to take advantage of it at home when the crowd, when you have thousands of people behind you, the crowd's there, everybody's pumped, they're rooting for you. Tech fans are crazy. It's a lot harder to do that in Fort Worth where it's t- like, it's, t- it's a one sport TCU fans show up. For. Mm-hmm. And they were there, they were there, they were loud and they were, it was, they were uh, uh, behind their guys and, we got to find a way to fight that because I cannot guarantee that we're going to be a number, a top eight seed or even a top 16 seed. Right. And go strong. Yep. Yeah, we got it. We absolutely do. So um, that is it. Texas tech with a pretty awful weekend. Um, and I know that if I am Tim Tadlock, I would not compound that bad weekend by making bad financial decisions. I would want to make great financial decisions. And by doing that, I'd have to hit up my boy, Adam Goldman, uh, the franchise consultant down there in Lubbock, he is a, a serial entrepreneur. He knows how to make money. He knows how to do things that are going to be successful. And the best way that he can do so is to help you out and getting your franchise that you need and coaching you through the process of getting a new franchise. Then the best way to do that is go to franchisecoach.net, book a time with him, schedule some time, talk to him yourself and say, Adam, man, I want to get a franchise, but I don't know how to do it. How can you help me? And he's going to help you out. He's already helped three Red Raiders this year. And I keep saying it on every podcast, but I need you to know that he's for the people. He's for us. Let you know how to get your own franchise Uh, soon enough. Dave's going to be making the big money. He's going to want to get his own franchise and he's going to hit up Adam Goldman at franchisecoach.net. So uh, make sure to do so um, with those guys. So David, this upcoming week, it's got to be better. It's got to be, it's got to be better. Right. Um, But we still have another road game at New Mexico. We go out to Albuquerque. They didn't push the game back from Monday to Tuesday. So, uh, but this is going to be an interesting game. Against the Lobos. I mean, I don't know. How much do you know about the Lobos? Are they some someone to, to be worried about? I mean, they're, they're a team we play, you know, Tech's pretty familiar with New Mexico. We play them every year. Um, it's usually one of those things where we go to New Mexico or Albuquerque and then they go to our place type of thing. Um, New Mexico isn't – I they're, they're, I think – I believe they had a new – I can't remember if it was New Mexico State or New Mexico. One of them is in a, uh, a new – ever brand-new coach. Um, and I don't, I think it's Mexico state. I'm thinking of actually, um, but New Mexico is usually a pretty good ball club. I mean, last year they had a, a top or maybe it's two years ago at this point, a top 10 draft pick. Uh, he went to the Pirates. I forget his name. Um, but they're, they're, they're a good ball club. And, and once again, it's a road game that, uh, you know, we've been struggling with recently and, um, it's probably not the ideal scenario, um, just getting off a four game losing streak. Um, and going right back on the road and not go back to your home ballpark and hopefully get a free win here. Um, but that's not the case. And they, they did have two games and one did get canceled, which is probably a good thing. So it's just one game now instead of two. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but they, I mean, they, they can beat you. I mean, <laughs> it's on the road. They're, they're not a pushover team. Yeah. So I just, I just looked it up. You are right. It is, it is the Lobos. Um, as, as, uh, uh, Ray, cause Ray Birmingham actually just recently That's right. So Todd, Todd Brown is the new head coach for the New Mexico Lobo. So it could be different. It could be in, uh, a different, uh, setup for them. We don't know. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know too much about the Lobos now and how they're going to be. Um, I know as far as this season, they've taken quite a bit of L's against, especially against top competition. So, um, you know, actually they're currently nursing a four game losing streak as well. So something's got to give. 
could be a get right game. Could be. Right. Hopefully. We, we need one. And yep. especially, I think, if Tech can get this win on the road, it could really help with the confidence. I will say, I would argue that a loss on the road against a team like this could be devastating as well. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if, if we had to, let's, I mean, what's your quick prediction for this midweek game? I think Tech will win. Um, I think it'll be, you know, we'll probably win by, I don't know, eight or nine runs, something like that. I think we, we should win hopefully pretty easily. Um, I don't think you want to go into a five-game losing streak, so I'm going to hope that we were, we're using this, the four-game losing streak, as motivation to you know, put some anger out on them a little bit. And when Tech's – this year, when Tech is angry, they have abused him. They destroy him. Yep. Yeah, they have abused him. So I, I agree with you that I do hope that this team comes out angry, the bats are hot out in New Mexico. Um, I would say I hope the sun, the, the sun is – it will likely be hot out in Albuquerque. Similar to the Amarillo game last week, where balls were just flying out. Uh, so that same thing could happen again. I just hope that our it's only our balls flying out when our pitching is able to to hold hold serve. So um, after that New Mexico game, at once we put we put down the uh, the field of gold bottle, and after spraying the champagne, beating New Mexico, we go to uh, a home series finally against West Virginia. Now usually. Series against West Virginia, you know, it's it's a nice little decent sit back at home, relax, call it a day, you know, and, and kick your feet up. This year, a little bit different, right? Before last weekend, West Virginia actually led the conference, led the Big 12 in in uh uh led the Big 12. They were number one in the Big 12. They lost a couple games in the last series, and so now they're 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 number tied for second in the Big 12 with TCU. Um, but six and three in conference, they're they're actually having a decent season. Uh, one that nobody really expected from them. They're another team fighting for an NCAA tournament bid and a win against a top 20 team like Texas tech would do wonders for them. I have to say top 20 now, because I don't know what the ranking is going to be when it comes out on Monday, but, <laughs> but uh, we'll do wonders for them. They're going to be pretty pumped to come out to Lubbock and really show what they can do. Um, I mean, what do you expect in this series? This is a home series, but what do you think? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, this is a, a West Virginia team that, I don't, you know, like you said, people weren't expecting too much out of. Um, they have been sneaky good over the past couple of years. Nothing crazy, but they have been. Uh, I mean, they had Alec Manoa a couple of years ago, who's one of the better pitchers in um, baseball right now. Or I don't know about, you know, it's kind of relative speaking there. But um, they have, a, you know, a decent team. I mean, they're they're, they're not a team you're going to just waltz into and just be like you did Kansas State, even though Kansas State did put up a fight in one of those games. But um, West Virginia is definitely better than Kansas State. Um, you are playing at home. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that I think, I think we'll, we need to sweep them. So that's what I'm going to say that we're going to do a sweep. You're calling sweep a sweep them. against West Virginia. Um, man, that would actually be huge for tech. I think, I think, and yep. I think this is because like, it's like I just said, tech right now, West Virginia tied for second in the conference. They've had a really good start to the season. Um, but they're also another team that struggled on the road, six and seven on the road this year. Um, so they have, they're also not a great road team themselves. I think that with, with West Virginia, you're, you're going to have, um, they are, they're a school that again, and you kind of mentioned some of the players they've had in the past, but they're just not a team that is really scared anybody. Right. We've talked about some of the powers that be, whether it's been Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech. West Virginia just hasn't come up. Hell, even Baylor has had pretty tough teams the past five years. And West Virginia's never really had just a strong, powerful baseball team that you'd really be scared of, if anything. And I know some fans may not like me saying this, but they're very reminiscent of the Texas Tech teams in the 20 early 2010s and late 2000s. Right. Like, oh, they're there. You know, they're not terrible. 
but they're nobody that you're scared of. And that's kind of how uh, this West Virginia team has been up until this year. This year they, they went through, they had a, uh, when we talked about it last week, they had a six-game winning streak, and they still won uh, seven of the last eight. So they're still pretty hot. Or, or sorry, that's seven of the last eight, seven of the last nine. So they're still pretty hot. Um, be, winning a game against Oklahoma State, Almost won two games against Oklahoma State with that first one being a tough one before they got blown out in the last one. But, um, you know, this this West Virginia team, I think, is not one that you can just look at and say, oh, well, you know, we can we can scrape by them. Yeah, no, absolutely. They can they can definitely, you know, even win the series. Even I think that um, with this series, Tex, you know, backs against the wall, um, you need a sweep. Um to stay in the even in the conversation for the um, Big Twelve title chase or even the you know the national type seating, um, you need to sweep here to stay in those conversations. I think back against the wall I'm at home, I'm hoping we can get it done. Yeah, so as as I look at the West Virginia team, so I kind of talk about some of the players they have out there. Um, McGuire Holbrook seems to be their 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 main guy, the main hitter right now, batting almost a thousand or he has almost a thousand OPS. Um, you know, only four homers on the year. This is really not a big home run hitting team. Um, this is not a team that's really going to uh, uh, show fast. you. They are now. They do a lot of small ball. I was all about to get to. They they do a lot of small ball on this team, um, and they're going to if they get on base, they're going to try to steal it with guys like Austin Davis, guys like Victor Scott. Right, Victor Scott has tried to steal base. So between Scott and Davis, they have tried to steal. What is that? If I see my math is correct, sixty-two bases on the year. Right between the two of them, he started attempted to steal 62 bases on the year, and they've only been caught nine times. So <laughs> these are speed demons. These are speed demons. It's not just that. I mean, you got Braden Barry that's tried 13 times. Uh, was that JJ Weatherholt that's tried 17 times? Tevin Tucker's tried 17 times. So they're gonna play small ball. They're gonna get a guy on first base, and they're gonna try to steal the they're gonna try to make some steals, they're gonna try to get some hits, right? Until unless McGuire Holbrook comes up and he's just gonna try to hit that thing. He's just gonna try to make good, good base knocks. So um but that's the type of that's the type of game they play as as far as West Virginia is holding some of the guys we need to look out for. When it comes to their pitchers, um, their their main guys they have here, Ben Hampton is probably, I'd argue, is their main pitcher right now with an ERA of 305. He's started all nine games he's played this year. Uh, Chris Sleeper is a guy that could, he's done both, both as a starter and out of the bullpen also with a near three ERA. Both guys have played really well. Their bullpen is pretty, pretty decent. Right. I think their biggest problem that they're seeing is that they outside of Hampton, they don't know who else is going to start. Right. You've had guys like Sleeper, uh, Jacob Waters, Tyler Stretchy, uh, Car- or was that Carlson Reed, Michael Kilker, Zach Bravo, all those guys, Ben Abernathy, all these guys have started for them. Hell, Ben Abernathy has an, a nine ERA. It's not really good starters on this team. And so really, if you're Texas Tech, you're going to try to hit them early and often. Right. Hit them early, disrupt them from their game and get out of there. As quick as, as quick as possible, because if you get to their bullpen, now their bullpen is where their strength is. And I, and I said, and, and, and so it'll be interesting to see because tech's actually been better later in games. Right. So it's 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 taken tech a while lately to get the bats going. And, and I think it, a reversal of fortune needs to happen in this. So as I get my fields of gold bottle beside me and just I'm just throwing this out here every purchase that you make every portion of proceeds for every case that is that you buy from fields of gold do, it does get donated to the little warrior foundation so make sure to do that but as i have my fields of gold bottle here my chardonnay here yeah, and i pop it open i think 
Will I, will I, basically, will I be popping this bottle open after we beat West Virginia? My answer is yes. My answer is that we win this series. And I agree with you. I'm actually mad that you took my thunder there because I am also going to predict the Texas Tech sweep. The only loss Tech has had at home all year was the Texas, right? And that was after we'd already won the series. Um, I think Tech needs a sweep in the worst way and really putting your foot back on the throats of the rest of the Big 12 and saying, hey, hey, don't get it twisted. We still here. And I also think a sweep against West Virginia kind of, I won't say it doesn't completely make up for the sweep at the hands of TCU, but it does soften the blow a little bit, right? If I told you that between the West Virginia and TCU series, we'd go three and three. I mean, I think for the most part, most people would be like, ah, okay, well, you know, that's not terrible. That's, that's decent. That's okay. And, and I, and I think that's, that's where you're at right now. Right. Um, I think if you end up going, let's say we win the series, but lose the game. Well, then I, I kind of look at the two series and say, but that's still two and four against those two in those two series. And that's not great. So a sweep here, you're right. Tech needs it. It'd be great for us to have. Um, will we get it? Not too certain. I do think we'll win the series. Uh, West Virginia could pull a, a game out of this. But I'm going to go ahead and say that that we get – we have that that come-to-Jesus meeting. That bus trip from TCU couldn't have been fun, right? And I hope they took a bus trip. I hope they didn't fly. I hope they, I hope they drove from Fort Worth to Loving because the worst rides are after a loss like that and you have to just go. And then when I was in high school, I, I grew up in the Houston area, so our rides weren't even tough. Our longest ride we had was out to Brazoswood. It's like a like an hour. It was, it was roughly like 45 minutes away from us, right? But it wasn't even that bad. Imagine that compared to like a five-hour trip from Fort Worth, right? That's got to suck. So I, I imagine five-hour ride after a series like that um, will get will put your, your whole season in perspective. And so I think they're going to come out angry. Um, and uh, hopefully we go out four losses last week. Turns into four wins this week. I think we're both on board, David. Am I right? Yep, we are. Absolutely. So um, that's all we got here for you, David. Anything else you want to say to the people? Nope, that, that's it. Just you know, have hope everyone had a you know happy Easter. Yes, absolutely. Happy Easter from tortillas and takes from David Hughes and from myself as well. I'll be sure here. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's. I actually had a fantastic Easter. It's also my youngest birthday, um, and so with that. David, just for you know, you're, you're childless. When you have kids, taking pictures with three young kids is is horrible. I wouldn't wish that on my worst <laughs> enemy. Um, so it was it was a lot. So there's that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so for, there you go, there you go. Uh, so for our baseball expert, that is David Hughes. This is Albie Shore, the one trying to wrangle three kids as we take pictures. And you have been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.